This episode of the Major Issues Podcast is brought to you by Patreon.com slash CBC Clubhouse. Comic Book Click is on Patreon, guys. For as little as $0.10 cents a day or $3 a month, not only can you help keep the lights on here at Comic Book Click headquarters, but your donation gives you access to exclusive content like CBC commentaries, polls where you can choose what content we cover next, and special behind-the-scenes footage of things here at Comic Book Click. Visit Patreon.com slash CBC Clubhouse today and become a Patreon. And remember, you, yes you, are worthy. Hello everybody out there in comic book land, my name is George Serrano, aka The Don, and if you're listening to this, you can only be here for one reason, and it's a brand new episode of the Major Issues Podcast, brought to you by ComicBookClick.com, and as always, I am never alone. Sir, if you can please introduce yourself. Good evening, everyone. This is Alex, aka B-Roke. How's it going, everybody? B-Roke is here, and we might just be the last living men on Earth, or... You would think so, given <laughs> what we are here to talk about and tackle, which is the comic book adaptation, Why the Last Man, the TV series that came and went seemingly uh, with very, very faint praise, um, a series canceled after only one season, but based on a comic that was so well known that they've actually been trying to make this thing some sort of um, series, movie, something for a very, very long time. I wanted to get you in the studio, B-Roke, because I know that you were a fan of this series as a whole. Um, can you tell me how you found this? Would, was this something recommended to you? Was it something that you picked up off the shelf because you thought it was interesting? What's your background with this? Oh, man. Well, around the time that the book was coming out, I'm not going to say I was reading it from issue number one or anything like that. Right. But it was around the time that I really started to delve into the indie scene. It was around the time of things like, you know, Preacher and um, Walking Dead and a few other few other indie books around that time. And the writer, uh, Brian K. Vaughn, was a name that kept popping out. You know, um, I can't remember if I had read his Ultimate X-Men first right? or had tinkered with his things. And at the time, uh, Why the Last Man was getting a lot of praise. Like, hey, man, this this crazy book, Why the Last Man, Why the Last Man. And then it just kept bringing up along. With, and then once his name was synonymous with it, I was like, I got to read this thing. <laughs> so I started picking it up in, in, in the trades and... You know, around the time I think of volume five or six was out is when I started picking it up regularly in the trade. And then I had to, you know, trade wait until the, the series finished. And ever since that time, uh, Brian Kay, he has been easily one of the writers that um, much like the guys like Jeff Lemire and Warren Ellis, uh, even Bendis, uh, for, for the most part, is one of those guys that's like, oh, he's, he's doing something. I got to read it. And his Why the Last Man uh, from beginning to end, uh, I absolutely adored and was yeah. very much looking forward to this kind of adaptation to finally come out. Yeah, Brian K. Vaughn is known a lot for kind of uh, pushing the boundaries. I mean, Lega Saga, right? I've heard such crazy yeah. things about that book in general. Um, I actually read Runaways. <laughs> so that's a little bit light, light uh, stuff for him. But 
Um, I was always hearing about this Why the Last Man. Um, one of the reasons is it actually won an Eisner Award for Best Continuing Series in 2008. Um, it also, in 2003, won the National Comics Award for Best New Comic. So this thing has been something that people have been talking about for quite some time. Um, there, the New Line Cinema at one point had the film rights for it. Um, and David S. Goyer was going to produce it. I ended up falling through the cracks. There was a bunch of talks about Dan Trachtenberg um, directing it in 2013. Um, they, David S. Goyer said in 2013 that basically the script is finished. Uh, maybe even can go in production the next year, which would have been 2014. Um, but I the rights reverted back to um, the uh, you know the the creators. Pia Guerra, am I saying that right? Yeah, Pia Guerra. Yeah, she, the, the artist. Right, and Brian uh, Kavon, who you know, as, as you know, with Image series, they retain the creative rights, the licensing rights mm -hmm. for these things go to um, series and stuff. So, yeah, they've been trying to get this thing off the ground for quite some time in your opinion why do you think that the book did so well why do you what do you, what elements of the book did you find yourself gravitating towards oh i mean <laughs> i mean immediately being able to read a book where one this was around the time when i was really getting superhero fatigue okay so being able to read a book that still took place in a fantastical world and that wow every everything with a y chromosome except for the main character and his pet monkey are right. dead and there's no there's no there's no superman or goku or batman or or, or x-men figures that come save the day it's 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 amazing to see what people can do and then the other thing about it is the mystery you know because you're never told what killed all the men right. until very much later on in the book and then to see a book so well written with a bunch of female characters. I mean, yeah. even to this very day, you know, um, you don't really see that too often. And when you right. do see it, it's like it's still this wondrous thing like, hey, man, look at Lumberjanes or look how well Wonder Woman is finally being written. Paper girls, or stuff like that. Yeah, Paper girls, stuff, stuff like that. Right. And, and again, that's another Brian K. Vaughn book. That makes um, sense. <laughs> so. Right. You know what I mean? So, so, you know, it was just amazing to read, like, cause when, whenever, when people are, when people are written well, it, it doesn't matter what they are, male, yes. female, cisgender, bigender, trans, trans, doesn't matter is if they're good characters, like a good buddy of mine always, always say, it doesn't matter what you're watching. You're, you just care about the people. And right. that's what the book did. It just made it made me care about everybody on the page, including the people you don't you shouldn't care about. Like, oh, man, I want to make sure that person gets what they deserve. You know? Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So every you know, between the mystery and just the the, the, the characters and and just it, it just it sucked me in to the point where I had to just keep reading it. I read the first two volumes and even in those two volumes, uh, Yorick, who is the main character of this story, he grows, he matures uh, little by little. Um, is that something that occurs throughout this series? By the time you get to the end of the book, is he more of a, because I think on purpose, he's kind of 
put up in the beginning to be kind of a klutz, right? Like the idea that this guy of all guys, this um, magician or escape artist, I should say, uh, you know, of all of all guys, is the last man. Um, does he grow as a character as the series progresses? Big time. Yeah. Um, the, the the guy you see in the very beginning of the story is very much not the guy in the end of the story. Um, and even I'll be honest with you, even to this very day, and ha- I hadn't reread the series in so long. So mm-hmm. having just reread I, myself, I think I read, we've only been able to reread the first trade and a half. Yeah. And I was amazed as to how much I've forgotten and how much <laughs> is, is not like the show. Right. Um, so like the things that I recall were really nothing about the, the first, uh, a couple issues. So I was like, whoa, I don't remember this. I don't remember this. Yeah. I, I remember this happening like this. Um, and that also shows me like, whoa, I remember so much of how everything ends and how much of how everyone is at the end oh, okay. versus how they are in the beginning. Yeah. In the in the beginning, it's 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 very much this new thing, and everyone's just you know, you're reading it because everyone's just as bewildered as, as the reader because you're sitting there going, What made this happen? How right. are they gonna accomplish this goal? Are they gonna accomplish this goal? Um, you know, and kind of being in that, you know, if you've if you've ever been in, in a really tough emergency of just how it really is, well, what should we do? <laughs> right. It's a, there's right. a lot of that. There's a, in, in the in the very in the first couple issues, everything really hits the fan fast that so much so that nothing even the things that you're like, oh, that makes sense, immediately get derailed. Like, nope, right. forget it. That, just that that's not that's not gonna work out. Like, forget that. Like, yeah, you, yeah. For three for three pages, you thought yes, and then the fourth page comes, you're like, nope, nope, yanks it right out. <laughs> yeah, just pulls the rug out from underneath you. Yeah, immediately. So it's it's really 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 cool um, to 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 go back and reread it, and also just to see how they adapted it in the show. Yeah, I, these lived-in characters, this world building is something that I think um, really made this series flourish as you learn about different uh, survivors and how people are getting through and past all this kind of stuff here. Um, like I said, this stuff they were talking about ser- a series adaptation about this, you know, about almost 10 years ago. They were even mentioning perhaps uh, Shia LaBeouf <laughs> playing Yorick. That was one of the rumors that was going around. But in uh, October of 2015, it was reported that FX had begun development on a TV show adaptation of Why the Last Man. Uh, Vaughn was set to produce alongside Nina Jacobson and Brad Simpson. Um, and production companies involved with the series were expected to include uh, Color Force and FX Productions. In November of 2016, it was announced that Michael Green would serve as showrunner uh, for the potential series in addition to writing a plot a pilot script with Vaughn, which makes sense. The guy wrote the wrote the book. Um, in January 2017, it was reported that FX was expecting to receive the script in the next few months. In uh, May of that same year, it was clarified that only Green wrote the script. It wasn't with Vaughn, but he read it to Vaughn and he liked it. In July, it was confirmed that they received a draft of the script and that they liked it and they were going to start talking about it. So you, you already see what's going on here. There's a lot yeah, of no, it was playing around. It, 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 for years, um, it, it, it just like you, like you just said, it just bounced around to the point where it's going to be on HBO. Is it going to be on Hulu? Is it going to be on Netflix? Is it going to be a movie? Yeah. You know, this actor, this actor, who's writing it? Who's producing it? To the point where when they finally 
I, I remember when they, I think they said, oh, it's going to finally be on Hulu. Mm-hmm. And then to the point where they finally said, hey, it's coming out like next week. I was like, for real? <laughs> like, 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 it's, it's, for it? yeah. like, like this, like it, to the point where I was just like, ah, that's like, like a fan made that or it's not going to happen because something stupid is going to happen and then it's going to revert back and everything's going to start all over. And then suddenly, oh, by the way, three episodes premiere on the first night and then it's week to week. And it's like, oh, oh this is cool. OK, here we go. Here we go. Let's do this. Yes. You know, um, it, it things started getting problematic in around 2019 because uh, people started exiting uh, like Green, who was, you know, supposed to be show running. <laughs> he left. They cited creative differences. They brought in uh, Eliza Clark, who is the current showrunner of the television show. Um, and. Yeah, it, it debuted on it was the first three episodes on September 13th of this year. September feels like so long ago, <laughs> but about two months ago. Um, and on October 17th, almost exactly a month ago, uh, FX on Hulu canceled the series after one season. Um, the, the, the idea was that everybody's contracts were set to expire on October 15th of 2021, and they had to make a decision, pay them uh, in, in perpetuity until the next season came out or cut them. And the thing is, these people were getting paid I want to say from around 2019 when production started and then COVID stopped things, but they still had to get paid. And then, uh, you know, it all got uh, brought in from there after the fact, which so like already a little bit of a development. How I scoured through YouTube, the the other cesspool besides um, Twitter (laughs) and people did not dig this show. Um, I know you weren't able to finish it, but what 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 is your takeaway as somebody who is uh, pretty close to the comic and source material? Well, it, talk about the pendulum swing and, and emotions um, <laughs> that I went through. Right. Um, like I said, I, I did not really recall the series that well. Like the how do you say the the feeling of it? Okay. Of, of exactly the voices and the exactly how these characters felt so i went into the series uh dry like almost almost as if not having read the series just remembering the beats yeah you know um you know all the men die and the animals die and you know certain things are we going are we going full spoiler yeah yeah we can go full spoiler brother or all right so you know knowing that hero eventually becomes an amazon and you know cuts off one of her breasts Right. And, you know, she even goes on to like hunt down her brother and then, you know, not hunt down him and then, you know, they, they reconcile. Yeah. Um, you know, um, I remembered that his mom was a high holding official in government. But then in the series, I was like, I don't remember her becoming president. <laughs> right. <laughs> Although you know, Diane so Lane like, can do no wrong. So let Diane do no, whatever. She, she, <laughs> you know, you know, right. So like all these, all these little bits. You know, I definitely knew that there or from what I remember, they're not being as many um, main pol- politician female characters. OK, you know, because, you know, um, so that was kind of new. But still, I was I, since I had was so far disconnected from the source material, I was like, OK, this is kind of cool because I'm, I'm fresh. I'm, I don't have that immediate bias of, well, this isn't the comic book, you know. Yeah. So I was really, really enjoying 
um, I think I, I, I'm pretty sure I got through the first seven episodes okay. and, and that, and the whole, and the whole reason we were, my, my wife and I were steamrolling through, through the series, but then around episode seven was when they announced that the series was canceled. Uh, so that made my wife and I go, well, why do we want to keep watching? And I thought, I thought that was going to be it. And then when I found that it went up to, I believe episode 10, right. I just haven't had the, I haven't found the time to finish it, but I do want to finish it because I want to give the series support in hopes that somebody will save it. Okay. With all, with all that said, I then pre- prepare for this. And also just for my own sake, I said, let me, let me go back and <laughs> reread you know, the comic. Read, read, read this. And I'm like, Whoa. Okay. Maybe the show, <laughs> See, I don't want to say I don't want to say the show is bad, right? But it's definitely not the source material. Um, I feel like the show it, it, is mis misunderstood certain aspects of the comic, but even weirder, um, I think that uh, there's no way the world could have been predicted, like the world of 2021 in 2002 when this was written. And we right. live in such a identity um, and politic-driven society now that right. that just seeped its way into this and is not letting go. <laughs> those, no. I feel like those two, no. those two aspects the most, identity politics and political stuff. And the thing is, I'm not one of these like, go, oh, we'll go broke. Or I'm also not one of these, you know, uh, people that's like, oh, you can't even tell a joke nowadays. I'm, I'm on either side. But something about this just drug for me in a way that I didn't expect. And, you know, I don't want to immediately lump it in on, you know, current day issues. But like, whereas comics is a bit of an escapism, this just reminded me like all the reasons why people suck, kind of, in a way. Yeah. <laughs> Rewatching yeah. this. Um, and I, I don't know, I don't know what to point to. The first thing that I think of instantly is what you said keeping taking the 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 um taking your eye off yurik like that feels like such a weird choice to make with him being the protagonist how do you feel about how i mean i i liked that the cast the rest of the cast was giving a chance to flesh themselves out hope um hero i hope hero is one of those characters um that i feel like was kind of (laughs) two-dimensional up to where i read in the in the uh in the book, she's played by Olivia Thurlby, and she's given way more to do in this. Um, and Bill Schetzner plays Yorick, and I think he's okay as a protagonist. I'm not like a hundred percent behind him. Um, the other big thing that I think that bogs this down is that very similarly, like this is the anti-Invincible, in the sense that Invincible was made around the same time as like like the walking dead and all that kind of stuff was made right like that that resurgence that you're talking about like 2003 where all these Mm -hmm. independent comics are bubbling underneath the surface if you would have come out like that comic was good for that time because it was a commentary on comics at that time and now that the show's out the show is now a commentary on the shows that are currently out the superhero shows that are currently out Mm -hmm. this is the opposite of that where it's almost kind of too late. Like, it, like it feels like there's been so many dystopian apocalypse dramas that have come out before this, even though this was written before them. That well before, yeah. That you kind of feel like you know the beats already of like okay, survival and and stuff. Like, 
there's an out and out Negan-esque character slash origin for said character in this. You know, uh, um, it's one of the Amazons or what would be later called the Amazons in this in this story. And I just was like, huh, these beats would have been incredibly refreshing. But we've seen this done before. Um, how, how do you feel about any of that? that I've just said, I guess, basically. Um, well, I, I feel similar, you know, in that. Okay. Yeah, this 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 dystope, this uh apocalyptic thing is, is still to me very different yeah um so i liked that it's like oh yeah it's another apocalyptic thing but this was a very different apocalyptic thing you know yeah. this was something um especially in the in the current time of covid i felt was a lot more realistic so it feels like you watch the walking dead and as much as people love to say oh what would you do in the zombie apocalypse everyone kind of knows it's goofy so it's not real <laughs> Yeah. Given what what everything how everything's happened with COVID nowadays, and how even the conspiracy theorists want to talk about how it's a targeted thing, it, to watch a show where it's like, dude, they, some virus came out and killed everything with a Y chromosome. Yeah. Either Mother Nature was really pissed at Y chromosomes, or this was a targeted thing. Right. So it feels it. it, it you know, uh, I know it's. I know we watch these things for the escape, but at the same time, I like when things very much parallel life, and this parallels life in a very. It's, again, it's like you just said. This series is from years ago. This is this series started back, I believe, in two thousand three. So, so unless Brian K. Vaughn was trying to warn us, you know, a couple decades in advance, this was some, just an original <laughs> idea that he just said, "Let's do this." Right, but still watching it is still like wow, like like in in the comic you don't really see when everybody starts to die. It's it's very it's done very much off panel, right. but in the show when it starts to happen, it was kind of like holy shit, like what that, would happen? I thought that was that very moment? well done. I thought that that moment of of the people just dropping the blood coming out of their eyes and mouths and stuff like that. I thought that that mm -hmm. was done very well, very horrifying, uh, planes crashing and stuff like that. Um, yeah, it was it was it was bonkers. That was probably one of my favorite parts of of the series. I, right, right. So 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 that rawness that was happening, and you know, I'm thinking, wow, they're really gonna go full tilt with this. But then it becomes, um, because in the series, or and um, I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to handle this, I guess, as as nicely as possible. I I've been doing I've been doing this, this the whole time. I've been, my, my I am biting my tongue throughout majority of this review because you know I, well, I know because, how things and, can and, sound. And, and, I know how things can right. sound. And, and and see to me that that to me is why this series needs to get saved is because it's tackling an aspect of, of this stuff that in like because it was it was so even far ahead of itself. In the in the series, a lot of things that it tackled head on in, in the show um were just kind of like mentioned very quickly in the comic. Like, yeah. oh, you know, is that is oh is 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 uh Yorick um somebody in the middle of transition, you know right. what I mean, and then just moved away. Or yeah, remember remember a couple of weeks ago we we had a deal with somebody who who was trying to become a man. Yeah, yeah. Whereas nowadays that's obviously a, a much hotter topic and something that's very much more commonly occurring. Right. So to the boldness of the, for this show to come out now and in the midst of what's still very much uncharted territory, because very much so we don't I mean, just just look at what's happening with Dave Chappelle. 
You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. Uh, how that's being handled. And, and, you know, literally right now people are battling in government about, well, what kind of medical rights do people have and how should we respect? So a show for a show like this to exist to me is very much bold because it's, it's, it, it releases a lot of challenging questions while at the same, at the same time, educating people on certain things. Um, you know, watching the show with my wife when I, I can't remember the character's name, but the, um, the, uh, the transgender character who, who Sam. needed to get testosterone? Sam, yeah. Sam, the the Sam needing testosterone to me was a was a truly riveting subplot. Like, man, like this is a person that identifies as a male to the point where they are transitioning, and now in this world, that's their dilemma. You know, to be constantly looked at like, oh, a man survived, and it's like, no, not not quite. I identify as a man, and I I'm taking testosterone to be a man. But because I don't have a Y chromosome or at least the Y chromosome to the degree to have been inflicted by this, by this virus or whatever, it didn't get me. Right. And See, I, that, and like, that's a little bit of my issue. I feel like they opened Pandora's box and then they, 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 they can't really say anything definitive. Right. Because in the book, the idea, the idea is that everyone with a Y chromosome has died. This, so Yurik is theoretically the last man on earth, but we can't even say like, not we, I'm saying like it, right now in society, we're at a point where having a Y chromosome doesn't necessarily mean that you're a man, you know? So that added layer, I feel like kind of muddies the waters in a way that it doesn't necessarily have to be. But in today's world, how do you do that? Without, without doing that, without including that chapter in this, because like you said, you know, Sam sees people and they get excited that he's the last man. And he then as a trans person has to, you know, add a asterisk and say, Hey, but you know, not really. And is the show then saying not really, you understand what I'm saying? It's a very touchy, it's a very it, it touchy is. subject. It's extremely touchy. It, it is. And, but, but I, I like that it touches on that. It doesn't really touch on it because if you remember when they eventually meet Dr. Dr. Mann, yeah. she goes on to explain how there are women who are, have died of this disease because they had some underlying Y chromosome aspects to their, to their biology. Yeah. You know, so, and, and she, and they, she, she really like it. She, she speaks so quickly. It's almost like this, really quickly passing moment but when you stop and listen to it it's just like i think that is warren giving that um validation to people that hey man there is this um this unexplored science so to speak that shows that there are that people who are we're viewed as or primarily have uh female or one one gender to the other have these underlying other reasons why not to feel the way that society has 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 put upon them right so so that for them to even mention it in the show in that aspect of hey you know just uh you know twenty thousand uh women died because of their underlying y chromosomeness within their genetic makeup is what it it killed them because of this virus it's putting it out there to say hey guys you know male and female is not so black and white even in it's not it's more than just the oh i feel this way or i feel this way it's no there's something inside of me that is battling even on a genetic level yeah so i really i really dug that about this show because it, it, it even for me it's educate it was very much educating me i've you know everybody's been the last couple years 
really diving deep into this whole gender thing. And I myself am learning. So I thought it was refreshing, even though that's not the point, the main point of the series, uh, yes. at, least, at least not from when it was written, I feel back in 2003 and whenever it finished. The fact that they molded it to today's tempo, or at least to the best they could, they could within those uh, the only seven episodes that I saw, I still really need to watch those last three. <laughs> um, I, I found to be riveting. I mean, like I, I, I'm not a binge watcher. I, I love serial TV. I love watching week to week. Yeah, okay. And, and, and so having watched those seven episodes in the span of like three days, I was like, wow, that, that, that whenever that happens for me, it tells me that there's something going on that I'm have to watch because yes. it's not, it's, it's not that doesn't occur very often. And I was very much disappointed to see that the show got axed. And I really hope it gets saved somehow. I feel like perhaps some of that stuff scared off some of the people because people get really weird with identity politics. But if it wasn't that, it has to be the evil Republicans, right? It has to be. Uh, <laughs> because in the comics, it's, and this is pretty interesting, in the comics, and especially because the comics were supposed to take place around the same time that they came out, which was the early aughts, um, the Republicans had majority power, seats in the House, president, etc. Mm. So when this uh, plague or whatever happens and it hits, um, there are Republican wives that come out and like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, yeah, I really, you know, trying to take all the power, but our husbands were all in power, you know? And just because they're gone doesn't mean that our party should should have to suffer because of it. But in this is written like way bigger. Like it's it's a, it, I would call it a B plot almost um, in this with them trying to wrestle power away from um, Hero's mother, Jennifer, who was a congresswoman who ends up becoming the president of the United States. Um, and then she has immediately, you know, um, you know, the daughter of the president upper, you know, upper, you know what, the entire time right. trying to catch her slipping. I thought one of the most um, compelling parts of this, and again, I'm not too sure how much you've seen, but is the idea that they are suspicious of her because they believe that she might be hiding something. And you know how we are always suspicious of our governments. And if any secret were to come out during a plague like that, just like the stuff that we found out, like, oh, you know, it was made in a lab, you know, and then everyone just went crazy about it, right? Like any right. kind of, when you know no answers, any kind of fuel to the conspiracy fire can be catastrophic. And we see that Jennifer as a character is really trying to do her best to, create a cohesive narrative and, you know, comfort an entire country, but doesn't really know what to do because she doesn't really know what happened in all this. And I thought that was interesting as well. Um, I also like the fact that the world goes to shit regardless of who's left on the planet. Like that's always, that's always a, uh, <laughs> that's always a relaxing notion to have. Mm -hmm. So I dug that there. Um, I, I wanted to chat about some of the biggest changes from the comic to the thing, you know, you, it, it's very rare that you can adapt one-to-one -one, and sometimes why even do so, right? So our boys over at Screen Rant have come up with a list and I want to sit here and chat with you a bit about it. Uh, and tell me whether or not you think this is a big change or a small change. So let's start it off with Yorick proposing to Beth in person. 
I remember this in the comic. He actually tells her this over the phone, doesn't he? Because she's in Australia. Yes, and I <laughs> that that for me, the whole idea that Beth was there, it, it took, it makes, well, one, oh Jesus, um, <laughs> Yorick, Yorick in the comics. He because like, even in rereading it, because I, from my remembering and rereading it, I'm like, wow, Yorick was, for lack of a better word, more of a man to me in the book. Okay. Um, he, he was a dude, you know, a dude that, yeah, he's he bumbles, but he's still capable. Um, in the in the comic, when you're first introduced to him, he's having a conversation with Beth on the phone where he's hanging upside down while getting out of a straitjacket yeah. and maintaining a, a solid conversation yeah. while, you know, also, you know, in his apartment. Um, and he sounds confident, even though, even though, yeah, you can definitely tell he's heads over heels in love with this girl. And she's, she knows him so well that even on the phone, she understands hey, he's using speakerphone. So something's wrong. Right. Right. Um, and so when he, he still comes across as a capable guy though. Right. Whereas I feel in the show, when you, when you're when you introduced to him and when he's has Beth in front of him, I'm just like, man, this guy is like a whipped bitch. <laughs> you know, even before then though, right? Because even before then you see him kind of, uh, you know, trying to do this for a, a child and the child is kind of eye rolling. He's not, he's not impressed with this guy. As a matter of fact, the child is about to go take up actual magic camp because they, for his father thinks that this is a waste of time. So early on in right. the show, you're led to believe that this guy, he can't even impress a kid with magic. Like he's kind of low, lower level uh, in the terms right. of, of there. And then, yeah, that weird blow up when he proposes to her and he's like, I, I did all your clothes. I went to the laundry for you. I did all your clothes. And then when I got cheese to make grilled cheese and you're just like, bro, like you need to relax a little bit. You need to relax. A little yeah. Bit. It just, it, you know, um, cause in the comic, like you said, he's, he's, he's talking to her on the phone and he's, I believe he proposes and then the end of the world happens. Yes. And for whatever reason, it also caught, I mean, I guess who was ever maintaining their, <laughs> their cellular conversation, uh, the the what do you say the uh, what's the term for the person that controls the switchboard the switchboard oh, person yes, or, yes, and the yes. cellular switchboard person I guess died or the person manning the satellite died or whatever and so they lost their their the phone so the last thing he says to her is will you marry me and she says uh click right and um so he you don't get to see him have any kind of blow up and he immediately at least for, at least in the first two volumes or so he just realizes I have to venture off into the world and get stuff done. And right. even, even in him getting stuff done, like in, in, like I want, I hated how often he, he would lose, um, uh, ampersand. Oh, I mean, in the come show. on, that's what be his homie. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, but like, right. Cause like, like that one, that one part where he, the ampersand runs into the, uh, subways and the subways are flooded. Yeah. Like, I'm like, all right, why, what was the point of making the scene so long? Right. You know, if he's going to lose ampersand fine, but we know he's not, you really drag this out. You could have done so much more with this time. Yeah. Because again, in the comics, if they're, they're much, in my opinion, much tighter, their relationship. And he's also just, again, more, he comes across as more capable. 
in the yeah, show. Yeah, it comes across on the show like, they like, just, like he just got him in the show, it feels like. <laughs> like he just got him not too long ago. Well, Gave I, him a name. I, I, like, yes, like, the, like literally the day before. Right. Um, whereas in the, in the comic, it feels like he must have had him for a couple weeks. But again, that, that was why it was weird that they made Beth be here. Whereas, like, like I said, in the comic, they're literally on two different continents from Jump Street. Yeah. Um, in, the, in, the, in the show, she's like, I have to go back for Australia now. And I'm like, that's my planet needs why. me. <laughs> I miss to go back to Australia. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean? Um, so that was, I did not like that change. And I, the biggest change is just Yorick <laughs> for me. Like, yeah. don't get me wrong. The actor did a good job of what he was given and the way it was going. And, and and initially it didn't bother me until I started rereading the series. Yeah. And that made me go, wow, this Yorick is, you know what I mean, is capable. Right. <laughs> Whereas it feels like in 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 the show, he he feels like the damsel in distress. Like, all right, man, you need someone to come save your ass. A hundred percent. And he and he he gets in like these, he like throws kind of like tantrums and stuff on on occasion. And I think like even looking at it now, I think Yorick and Beth are present i think he even says his age at one point in this but they're presented to be like in their late 20s where i feel like in the comic they were in their early 20s so they're they're both like freshly out of college yeah yeah um but yeah so you would think that or maybe yeah it's like we're seeing childish behavior from an older character where we're seeing more mature behavior from a younger character in the book um, and so mm-hmm. even if you don't really dig Yorick, your, his ability to take care of himself is not in question. Whereas this is like, if, if he didn't have the agent with him the, for the majority of this, uh, he'd probably be dead. Like he probably yeah. would, wouldn't have lasted mm-hmm. this long. Um, so I thought that all of that stuff was interesting. There's an entire Beth subplot, uh, in the show um she we do find her uh is she found in the comic um yeah but i'm talking so the i guess you're you're telling me she's found i guess in um in the later episodes i haven't seen eight nine and ten yeah so yeah you you don't you you don't find beth in (laughs) in the comic i want to say until like volume 10 one of the, the later volumes volume. like vo- like volume eight or nine okay i mean i think throughout the series you kind of get they at least at least brian k vaughn at least like i think gives you the inkling of she's alive i'm okay. not going to give you that corny ending of oh she's dead and you've been hunting a corpse i think every now and again they would cut to her to be like hey i'm alive okay but you're <laughs> never you're never really from my recollection you're never really um you never really deep dive into what she's doing. You know, it's not like you suddenly have a, from, again, this is from my recollection. Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't remember there being like, Oh, by the way, volume six was all about the adventures of Beth. No, there was no. nothing like that from what I remember. Um, you don't, you, you don't find her until, until um, like I said, much later in the series, way later in the series. Um, so, so that the fact that you're telling me, in this first season, by the end of the season, they're trailing back to Beth and giving her her own Australian ventures. Yeah. Well, and she's in. I'm not, she's I'm in not the too state. excited about that. She's in. She's in the states. If that makes you feel any better. Oh. Okay. Yeah. So she she's never made the, it to Australia. I guess she never made it to Australia. Um, and um, there's like a there's like a 
Maybe I'll say a heel turn <laughs> with with old Bethy. I don't know what her fate is in the comics, but um, I don't know if they pulled something whole cloth for this or what. It's very interesting where that character goes in the series. Huh. Um, huh, okay. So just keep keep an eye out for Beth uh, there. Um, they also do what, but what also doesn't really help is they do a flashback at one point. Um, that kind of colors people in a different light that without that flashback, all of this would seem like it came out of nowhere. And I think that's a failing of the show in a, in a way, like you wanted them to get somewhere. So you had to create false memories to get them where they, where they got to go. Uh, so that it, didn't huh. feel like it came out. So it doesn't feel like it came out of nowhere. Yeah. So there is a moment where some, they, they're at a dinner and she does espouse certain things that might come into fruition when push comes to shove, but you want to talk about somebody who they completely made into a third dimensional character in the show, hero Brown, right? Um, from what I read, from the first two volumes, there really isn't much on her prior to this. I, they might do flashbacks in the comics. Do they do a lot of flashbacks in that comic? Uh, again, I'm I'm not gonna say they do because I don't recall. Yeah, definitively, but, right? But I do. But I do. Just based off of the introduction of Hero compared to the comic, Hero is way more fleshed out in the show yeah. than she is in the comic. In the comic. Um, you you just know like there's no there's no um love triangle you know she's not cheating she's not cheating on um she's not having an affair with with this married person yeah. she's she, she is hooking up with this firefighter who dies like immediately in front of her in the comic yeah and it's briefly and you know york does briefly say something along the lines of yeah she's had a lot of bad luck with guys hopefully it works out with this guy mm-hmm. um but besides that um, and then you and then you quickly find out that she joins the Amazons and kills a girl and is is reluctantly following this cult leader. Uh, I believe her name was uh, Victoria. Yep, one hundred percent. And so she again. She, so she's that that character that you're like. Well, what's it going to be like when she eventually sees Yorick? And how deep has she? Has she? How much of the punch has she drank so 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 uh, so much? You know. Yeah. And that's really it. Whereas, whereas there's a lot of emotional baggage that is exposed in the show. Like when that whole, that whole, I mean, I didn't really like it because it was really kind of odd, okay. but it was, but the emotional gravitas of the scenes where she finds her, her, the, the, the <laughs> her boyfriend's wife in the, yeah. in, in, you know, there and basically helps her you know she, she goes out of her way to find the guy's corpse get the yeah. id to show her that oh this is it and then the and then the wife kind of like oh you're her yeah you know, i you know so it's kind of obvious like oh yeah you knew you know he was having an affair also right and she it, it was it was a refreshing take but i it was at the same time like wow like because she just kind of accepts it like yeah okay cool i, I get it but at least now i know the truth and I'm going to take my kids and we're going to try to survive this crazy landscape now. Yeah, we kind of glanced you know, over me, it, but what do you think about Hero Brown murderer? <laughs> what do you think about? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, she, yeah. I mean, I guess for me, I didn't, I didn't get too upset with it because okay. the dude, the dude does, the dude does attack her. You know, it's, yeah. it's as, yeah. it's not like, it's not like, it's not like she finds out, oh, you're lying. 
that you're going to leave your wife. Now I'm going to bash you in the face with while this you're air sleeping. Tank yeah. <laughs> while you're sleeping. Um, no, he, like the dude attacks her and she, you know, kicks him off of him and, and starts beating the snot out of him to basically hold her ground. Yeah. Uh, and she ends up uh, providing him with a mortal wound, which which really didn't matter because in 10 minutes he or so he would have died anyway. <laughs> so, yeah. so that's why for me, I didn't mind that. I didn't mind that. I mean, for her psychosis, that's gotta be wild, you know? And uh, I don't know how much more they delve into that in the last three episodes, but I dug that. And I really like the actress. Um, I really, yeah, um, if too. you remember, she was from the, from the movie uh, dread. Yes, she was. And uh, like I, I, the hurt, the standout part of that movie where I was really impressed with her acting chops is where um, the, where she like has the, the guy goes into her mind and yeah, tries yeah. to like flip, flip the mind control on her. And then she's kind of like, no, you're stuck in here with me. And I'm about to show you what I can do. Exactly. What I can do. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Is, yeah. And so, you know, you, you see her emotional range in the show a lot. And I, I really, really like that, you know, because yeah. even though the whole, the whole, uh, I guess there was, there was a, you could, a hints at that she was an addict of some kind. Like she, she freely pops pills. Of yeah. All types she of won the very beginning. She's in a, a AA or, you know, a narcotics right. anonymous right. maybe. Right. And, um, and then even, you know, as the show progresses, when she, um, when she has like that kind of odd hookup moment with Sam. Yeah. Um, you know, that was a lot of like, you know, was, was that a, was that a buildup of something that was from previous or was right. that her just looking for a consolation because of all the shit going on in the, on the world? Um, so th- there was, there was a lot going on with her, but like you said earlier, all of this takes away from Yorick. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> kind of sort of does. Uh, there's a lot of time spent with the daughters of the Amazon in the show. Um, you know, those people living in the price mart price max, something like that. Um, they're basically living in a uh, in like a Walmart, you know, of sorts. There's two big compounds we end up finding out. One is a former uh, female prison. So they, those inmates are out and about in Mar. I think it was Marysville, but um, that's also that's something that also takes place in the comic. Um, you see the whittling down of Hero in this, like you said. Uh, it's it's a shock. It's a reveal. It's a page turn in the comic. You know they're just giving this speech with the daughters of the Amazon. You turn the page and boom, she's there. She has one breast, uh, and you just like, how did we get here? Whereas in this, it kind of ramps up. Um, so you know that uh, redheaded uh, press. I guess the press secretary was her job in the in the show. Um- well, it was her press daughter. secretary, or or are you talk are you talking about the president's daughter? Not the president's daughter. She's that's that blonde lady that where her mother's still in the in the in the White House, right? Uh huh. Yeah, it's um. Yeah, which one is it? Yeah, yeah, yes. Uh, yeah, the former press advisor, the redheaded um. Woman, uh, she ends up, uh, you know there's a lot of pressure put on her from different aspects of her life, uh, especially when she goes into this daughters of the Amazon. Like one of the first things that they do with everyone is they get them to kind of bash every man that they've ever known, like talk about uncomfortable moments with them. 
Oh, I, oh, I'm sorry. You're talking about the lead. You're talking about the leader of the of the women inside of the like the Costco. Yeah, but not the leader of her. So that that woman is named uh, Roxanne. She's the leader of those people. Roxanne. There. Yeah, but Nora. The character of Nora, uh, she's a redheaded woman who eventually ends up there with her daughter. Um, okay. And at one point, Roxanne has the daughter sitting there. And she's like, tell me about your uncles and tell me about like your grandfather and your father. What would they say to you at oh, Thanksgiving and all that yes, kind of shit? Yes, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yes, 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 yes. Yes, I mean, oh, yeah, 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 yes, 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 yes. Yeah, now it, I recall her. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, but again, that was crazy. it's. It, it, it's it gets kind of crazy, but that's again another one of those subplots that look I you had to really refresh my mind. She's a big subplot from the very beginning. Yeah, yeah. you know. Um, and honestly, uh, unless something really happens to her in episodes eight, nine, and ten, it's a subplot that I was waiting for it to go away. <laughs> I was I, like, I, I don't care. I'll tell you. I'll tell you this, and this doesn't spoil. I mean, I, no, it actually doesn't spoil anything. But let your mind wander. If anything, let your mind go back to watch those last three episodes. But uh, it is revealed that Nora was a name she gave herself. Uh, she wasn't born Nora. She was actually born Victoria. So I'll just put that there. Ah. <laughs> you do, you do with that as you wish, as you know, Roxanne's you. running stuff. As you know, Roxanne's running stuff. So shrug. Right, right, uh, right, right, right. But huh? Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. uh. Yeah, so I'll put that there. But um, yeah, like uh I, w- while I don't think every woman post post male apocalypse would take time to just bash males, I do think that they there are some that would see it as an uh like an advantageous moment. To kind of, you know, if they've already did disliked males or, you know, were like ultra feminist and didn't want, you know, anything to do with guys, I could see them adding more wood to the fire that they were already burning prior to this apocalypse, right? So once push comes to shove and these guys are actually gone, why not keep trumpeting that kind of stuff? But I love that Nora is one of the people that's like, no, I loved my husband. No, my my, my father was a great man, you know, stuff like that. Um, to show that not everybody's on that side. The same sense with the whole um, weird, like I said, Republican subplot where they're trying to. Oh, I, 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 I really like the Republican subplot because um, I can't remember the character's name, but I do like the actress. Um, she always stood stood out for me. And the one who plays um, the daughter, or the one who plays the actual. The daughter, the one, the one. Okay, that her name. The one is- who plays the. the Oh no! I was just gonna say that the char- the actors actress's name is Amber Tamblin. The character's name is yes. Kimberly Cunningham. There you go, um, Amber. I remember her fondly from uh, her time on House. Okay, she was one of the doctors that worked on that show, and she played. It's kind of crazy because she played a very innocent character on on House that was very much meek. You know, especially in the face of House, if you ever watch House. So to see her in this in this show be this roaring woman who, it, it, you know, again, it's, it, that's again why this show, I, I, I liked it because it, within the boundaries of the show, you see so many, you got that, like you just said, you got those ultra feminists, but then you have these this woman who obviously knows she's a powerful influence, but at the same time is not, is not, looking at this as yay all the men are dead women power she's looking at no we need to bring the men back 
Yeah. You know, this is this is not this is not a, a, a girl power moment. This is the end of the world if we don't have men. Because like she from the beginning, the her first priority is like, yo, let's hit up the sperm banks, y'all. Yeah. We gotta fix this. Right. Um, and and also, even though she does come across as this conniving and behind the scenes person, she's it's not in my opinion, she never comes across as someone that's just power hungry. You know what I mean? Um, she just she she in her in her, I think the show does a good job of showing that um kind of like kind of like um she's that she's not, not like the villain it's just mm. she's trying to accomplish the goal of fixing the planet her way right um because she she wants to bring men back she wants to save the human race it's not like she's sitting there like 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 thanos like ha, ha, ha i have now done what i've done and i'm gonna go sit back and drink a coke yeah. no she's like we have to fix this and like like you said earlier this is one of the situations where she doesn't know everything. So she's sitting there going, well, based on what I know of her previously and all the situations previously, this is their power grab. So they're, they're looking to get rid of the men. This is a happy moment. And they're trying to figure out ways to just keep this going. Whereas for her, she's like, no, like, like she lost her one. She, she lost her dad. She lost her, her husband and she lost her uh, three children, Yeah, which was like gut wrenching. I'm, I'm a dad. So if I suddenly had to wake up one morning and my wife and my kids are just poof, basically gone or worse, they, they spewed out blood and I, and I slowly watched them die. I'd be pretty messed up in the head. Yeah. And um, I, I would not want to have to go through that again. And I would definitely want to find some way to bring that back in some way. So I think that's just what she's just trying to do is right. bring back quote unquote normal normal life so it, but it, don't get me wrong there are there are definitely moments where i'm like man can you just leave the situation alone <laughs> there's there's some moments you where know? i feel like it gets a little a little bit cartoonish my only issue with it is that by painting the red i guess you would say as these kind of idealistic god-fearing you know people um who are willing to like believe in faith over logic over science which i mean it happens on occasion but i feel like this is very it's it's very not in the middle you know does that make any sense and i'm not right. i'm i consider myself a democrat but i don't think it makes things easier when you're <laughs> when the people who are the most antagonistic if not villainous they're not like i said they're not a villain but sometimes a little bit abrasive a little bit you know are 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 the republican women you know i'm like wait, wait there's no there's no i wish there was someone in the middle that was like both of you guys are assholes uh we need to figure this out and get on the, get on the right foot with all this kind of stuff because eventually you find out that um the actual secretary of veteran affairs who is the next in line to be the u.s president who's also a republican comes back and they choose you know they're trying to curry favor over to her side um with this whole thing do you think Jennifer was right to hide Yurik? Um, yeah, yeah, most definitely. Um, in that situation, because because that's one thing. Even in, even in the comics, they quickly they quickly recognize that. Like, look, not everybody, like you said, even you said, is happy that uh, um, not everybody wants the idea of the men coming back. Some people are, yeah. are very much happy with this situation. So, and because, and, and because this is something that's not going to be easy to hide forever, we need to hide you for as long as we can. 
and put you on a mission to figure out why you survived. And hopefully from that, extrapolate the ability to bring back the men and other Y chromosome creatures so we can save the planet. Because despite the fact that the, the half the population of the world is still, is still teeming right now, we are definitely on a fast downhill slope. Yeah. So I thought, it, yeah, you have to hide York. You, you can't, you can't suddenly say, "Hey, look, we found the guy, and all is right in the world." That would cause, I can only imagine. I mean, just just look at it like this: if if um, right now they put up, they said, "Hey, in in some location, we know for a fact that we have the COVID cure, but it's we only have one. Blood. It's in somebody's blood. <laughs> it's, it's right, and um." Um, guys, we promise we'll, 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 we'll make sure we take care of everybody with this little bit. Give us time. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that place before the person could end their transmission would be getting ransacked. <laughs> no, that's a hundred percent fair. I buy that. Yeah. Yeah. I buy that hundred so, percent. I believe you have to keep Yorick a secret. We have to talk about Yorick's, uh, two teammates, somebody who, um, the, who comes in very early on in the comics but takes her time in the show uh allison man uh had you gotten to her in the show yet yeah 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 I, like i said in, in in the show in the show she she was she shows up like i think in episode four okay okay you know and in the com and in the comic yeah you're introduced to her in the very beginning and yeah. what's crazy about that is y- you don't you don't really find the true like you don't even get to finish what that whole scene meant until so much later in the comic. It's, yeah, the it's, it's crazy. All that, all because, that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, I honestly, it's it's such a quick scene in the in the beginning that I, even I forgot it. Like I was like, oh wow, I totally forgot that that they they introduced this so early on. Because um I guess I guess in the comic they do do a lot of like now that I'm thinking about it, because even Hero, I believe Hero does get more flashbacks later on in the series as to why she fell so quickly for um the cults the amazons ways you know okay. whereas like yeah. in the comic like you said in by the fourth or fifth when they show her you're just like oh wow she's already she's already cut off <laughs> her, her her boob and and she's just going she's just going with it but in the comic i believe there are flashbacks that explains why she seemingly joins up so quickly right um so so in uh so Allison Mann though I again again uh, <laughs> her introduction was was great I liked the actress that plays her I thought she was quick and witty and and fun yeah but in her it, in in her introduction being so cool it again comes at the expense of the Yorick character yeah she stabs it shows how, <laughs> a, how yeah how right just how imp, how just how imbecilic he is yeah and just how like damn near like again okay who's gonna save him this time because right. he's an idiot whereas in the comic when he meets her it's it's nothing like that at all and even early on a lot of their conversations um which can come across as uh, macho like are quickly diffused like i'm it, it, in the comic um he 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 says something along the lines of like yeah you know you, you definitely i would assume that you could defend yourself and she quickly gets offended she's like, like oh, i'm why? asian because <laughs> i'm asian you think i know kung fu or whatever he's like nah i can just tell you're you're in good shape and yeah. i could that based off the fact that you you look like you're in good shape i'm assuming you can take care of yourself and she's like oh shit well yeah i do pilates 
bam. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like those, those little quick um, uh, conversations really show a lot on both sides. Whereas in the show, I felt like they went out of their way to just be like, yeah, that this last man is an idiot. Thank God <laughs> for these female characters. Right. And, and it sucks to look at that way because I am not that guy. I am not that guy. I, I, I've always prided myself, like my younger sister, who I hope is listening to this. <laughs> I've always told her from the time that she was like six years old, you can do anything that anyone can do. You're, you're just as smart as me. You're just as capable as me. Um, you're athletic. You're a musician. You are awesome. Don't ever let someone tell you you can't do something. Right. Um, and I felt that way about my sister and about anybody, anybody. So, so like when I see, and I get it, I get it that nowadays there's this big push to, um, to give like women, I guess their time to shine and show how capable women are, which I'm totally for. I just don't understand why it has to come at the expense of male characters. I get that's another thing as well. And I, you know, I guess somebody could say like, well, male characters have had their time in the sun. They've been predominantly, you know, monopolizing protagonists for quite some time, but then why this book, right? Like why, <laughs> why the one book where, where we literally, you know, like it, it, the most interesting perspective is his, I, I, I do believe that everybody else, you know, I would love to be in their shoes and how they see this whole thing, but I believe keeping it to one person was probably the smartest uh, way to handle that narrative in the book with the occasional aside, like you said, when you go through backstories and flashbacks and stuff. But um, somebody that the, the show spends as much time with as Yurik is Agent 355. Um, I don't know if that's for good or for bad. Uh, does she get this much in the book? No, she's an agent of the cult well, yes, um... and stuff. Uh, Yes, and in, in, in the comic, the comic is really at the at the at the uh, at its core um, a buddy like a buddy cop kind of book. Okay, it's Agent Agent Three Fifty Five is is very much the the straight edge. I'm you know I'm this uh, super assassin. You don't really know much about me, but I do have this caring side to me. But you don't really see it too often. And Yorick is the the Jerry Lewis to her okay. Dean Martin. Okay. He's he provides the comedy, and it's really the adventure of three fifty five and Yorick, really until the very end of the book. Okay. Um, and w- the way the book culminates is is beautiful, and I I, it's fucking gut wrenching. Wow. It's gut wrenching. Um, I I don't want to spoil it because you haven't read it, and I really really want you to read it. And to spoil it would really just ruin the ending of this book okay um but it's but it's but it's awesome it's 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 a great ending and, and it's it's an ending that you <laughs> you in in one fail swoop you don't see coming and yeah. you see coming and it makes sense yeah. so it's it's great it it and, and so it's it's fantastic and so you you kind of see hints of it in the, I, I, I got i got tingles at the way they foreshadow it in the in the show i was like oh that's cool like i you know i would like giggle about it and my wife would be like like what what are you giggling about and i'm like if i tell you you're gonna get mad (laughs) (laughs) so just just enjoy the ride and just know that as always i know a little bit about this and just just enjoy it yeah this Um, felt like the opposite of the walking dead where they were picking up they were picking up and putting breadcrumbs down for 
further volumes whereas walking dead felt like it was on a treadmill for a lot like wait like it, it, it could wait before it got to some of the bigger stuff this felt more like let's start hinting towards that stuff now so that when you know when we got to get to it you know they can always say that the signs were there right right um yeah walking dead ugh, that's not that's not deep that's not detract over there no 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 but but talk to me about would, talk why... to me about the 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 show's portrayal of 355 what did you like um, I like the fact that because if if one character is going to be, um, hey, I'm I'm the most badass person on here, regardless of gender, is three fifty five. Um, because yeah. even in the comics, you know, when you're when you're introduced to her, you're immediately can see like this is a a woman who's driven, who's capable, and you can you know gets the job done. So when they're in, when you're introduced to her as being this undercover person. And because even for me, when when it, when it, when it when it was shown to her, uh, when she's shown and she's you know kissing this guy and helping him make a bomb, yeah, you're like, what the hell? I'm on? like, I'm like, wait, are they doing something different with this character? Right. And and then when you immediately find out, oh no, she's just part of, she's just so deep undercover, and now she just took out <laughs> the buyer and the seller in one yep. fell swoop, and is already on to her next awesome. mission. Already on to her and, next mission. Right, right. Throw, throws on her iPod, iPods, and whatever, and she's just like, "Okay, next mission for the government that I love so much. Woo-hoo, let's it. do this." You yeah. know, um. So, so I dug that. I, I, her, her introduction in the show is, is, um, it's just ex- explosive, literally, exp- figuratively and literally explosive. Yeah. Um. And and the way they the way they made her, um just to show like hey and now you're going to move on to this project you're going to do this you're going to get this done it, it shows how driven she is and in the comic she's very much that character um but i don't know if you got to read this about the because you know i see how much she got into the the the, the production of the show they yeah. changed actresses you know what oh, i mean was just that to show supposed, you how, was how the one that was supposed to be uh lashana lynch i believe so and who who would go on to be the james bond yes Right. Yeah. yeah. That actress. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, she was. So they had to change actresses, which, again, shows you how crazy um, the production of the show was that they had to change one of the main actresses like a few months before the show premiered. <laughs> oh, also, um, uh, the gentleman who plays um, Druig in Eternals was initially tapped to play Yorick. Yes. Yes, he was. Yes, he was. So, and I like that actor. I, yeah. you know, I liked him as Druig in the show and and uh, and, the, and Eternals. And uh, I'm trying to remember other projects he's done. But I, when I saw him, I was Dunkirk. Like, I, like I want to say I've seen him. Dunkirk. Yes, yes, yes. That was yeah. great. I remember him in that. Yep. Dunkirk. Um. So, the way they the way but the way they did uh, three fifty five, I was uh very very happy with. Um. Even they even really like they more they kind of humanize her a bit more in the show which mm-hmm. which i dug um like showing her burst into tears when the president dies in front of her yeah um and then even i, I which i don't know if they further explain because like, again i didn't watch the last few episodes um I don't know if that's her protective way of sleeping, the sleepwalking thing. Was that like a guardian stance or was that like a level of PTSD coming out where she starts sleepwalking in, in the building and York 
has to save her from the balcony. I, I was like, she does that a couple uh, of times. Yeah, I'm she, not quite... she, she's, she uh, just has an issue with that. She, they, they explained that she was in a car accident as a kid. Um, so she's been haunted by that wreckage uh, that killed some of her family members. Um, and that oh, she wow. used to tie a sandbag to herself to be able to sleep because if not, she'll just get up and wander and, like her mind is full of false memories all that kind of stuff there's a bunch of hints to that car crash she'll just wake up somewhere and you i mean you saw you saw the episode where she's just singing right where she's just like the episode opens up and she's just like in a in a in a gown and she's just yes singing yes. some song yes <laughs> yeah like she's, she, sing, she's singing yeah she's singing and she's singing and she's dancing yes yes yeah yes, yeah yes. so there's a there's some of that as well that happens with that character but i think the best part of her is the little cracks that she does show, you know, to a lot of people um, and to most of her adversaries, she seems very, you know, well put together, you know, uh, laser focused and determined and is 10 steps ahead. And then you get these human moments where she does crack under pressure or she does flat out admit, I don't know everything. I don't know. I don't know, but we're going to figure it out. You understand kind of stuff. Um, right. In in a situation like this, there are going to be a bunch of people who pretend to act like they know what they're doing. As that's a coping mechanism in itself, isn't it? Like to bury yeah, yourself into definitely. your work and and kind of stay laser focused and stuff. Um, but it, I think, yeah, the most humanizing moments with her is when she's able to show a little bit of weakness or a little bit of um, concern or, or any of that kind of stuff. Because most of the time, she's basically straight faced in this. Yeah, yeah, which is because even in even in uh, the source material, the first like volume or two, I think you you get very little of that. Um, there's a scene where she's knitting and York is like, uh, "What are you doing?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and she's like, "I'm knitting," and he's just kind of like, mm, "Okay, sure, sure you are." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, you knit. Huh? That's just another way of you practicing. You're you're practicing how to kill people with stabbing, your knitting stabbing That's what yarn. You're doing. She's, Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? That's what you're doing. And, and she's like, no, I, I when I'm a little nervous or whatnot, I knit. It's you know, it's just like, oh, okay, you got you got like you're a person, you're not just a killing machine. Yeah. Okay. You know, but from what I recall, you don't really get much emotional range out of her until like volumes like five or six, much later in the series. You yeah. don't you don't see tears and stuff like that. She's she's essentially a robot who occasionally shows like a, a glimmer of a crack, like, Oh yeah, I knit or, you know, yeah, I was, I, I took, I played dodgeball in elementary school or something like that. Like it was very, very little. And like, it, like York is, he's just constantly trying to poke at her to yeah, like get figure her out. out. Yeah. Kind of, you know, and, and not only and he, he's kind of, he's kind of like the reader in that instance. Cause you, we're always sitting there going, who is this person? Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, you know, why should like, we care? Like, they, why should we she, care? Like, give me a reason why should to we, care. You know, you know, aside from the fact that she's the one keeping York alive, because even, right. even in even in the um the comic, eventually, you know, York has to realize, okay, I can't. Even though I've been doing this by myself for a while, I can't do this by myself, especially on the adventure that they have to that they have to go on. Right. So there are many scenes where you know when he when he had when he when he um. When he confronts the Amazons at the Washington Monument in the comic, mm -hmm. and he tries to uh, uh, fend off a couple a couple of the Amazons, and they kick the crap out of him. 
Yeah, you do beat the you know, and, and yeah, she shows up, and, <laughs> and you know, she shows she shows up, and she easily beats the like. <laughs> yeah, couple the of one punches, girl, like the one punches. girl, the that's it. Like the one girl's like convinced she could take him, and she's just like, nope, not quite. Get get out of here. Yeah. Um, and that, and that's it. And he's just like, oh, okay. And <laughs> I, I, but see, again, even in that scene, you're even though York gets knocked on his ass, he quickly turns it into, oh, but look, I got motorcycles. Right, right, right. Yeah. You know what I mean? So so, he, so it shows how clever and quick he is. Whereas again in the show, when when that when that motorcycle scene happens, you're you're again he just shows how much of a freaking idiot he is. Yeah, he he's fighting her at every at every at every turn. He's fighting her at yeah, every Yeah, he, he's fighting her. Not just that, but what, what does she tell him when they get to the uh to the uh the, the shopping center in, in the show? Just don't don't go don't wander off, keep yep. your hat on. Don't do all these things. And what does he immediately do? Oh, oh I think they all see the this other person. stuff, <laughs> all the opposite. Yeah, and, and wanders off, almost gets himself killed, and you know, like he, he there's no, he doesn't redeem himself. It, she no. saves the entire day. She's like, she, she gets the bike. They, they go off, and literally then has to like pull over and lecture him, like, like a freaking six year old. Like I told you what to do, you didn't do any of this crap, blah blah blah, blah and I had to save the entire day. And it's just a, in that moment, there, there were those moments where I'm just like, you know what? You suck, man. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, you, you're watching Hero's Journey. You're watching Agent uh, 355 and eventually Agent 355 seemingly against the Culper Ring. You know, that's incredibly engaging. Jennifer is being ousted by, you know, her constituents. That's engaging. And then Yurik, who's literally like his interesting trait is he's the last man on earth. But that is like the third most interesting thing in this show. You know, the right. third or fourth most interesting thing in this show. Um, before we wrap up, Pie in the Sky, you know, this series gets greenlit for season two on Netflix or something like that. What would you want to see come out of it? What changes do you think need to be made to make the make sure that this stays afloat this time? Um, well, for one, if I understand that they've already built Yorick up the way they have in the show, fine. But I definitely want to see him grow, show that he's capable, show more of what because like uh, even in the comic, you said uh, he's shown to like he immediately gets out of handcuffs. He immediately gets out of straight jackets. Show yeah. more of that. Don't show his bumblingness about it. Like, no, the dude can do stuff. So have the guy grow. And be so beside and besides that, I really I, I just get rid of a lot of these subplots. Yeah. Just get rid of them. Focus more on 355 and Yorick. And you know, like Diane Lane. We didn't even talk about her. Yeah. As great as great as she is, and I and I understand that the the production company probably said, "Look, let's get Diane Lane because it's Diane Lane, and like let, yeah, let's a show name. a power. Let's let, she's a name. Let's show her as this powerful female president. You don't really see much of that in the comic. You yeah. don't. Mm-hmm. You, you, you don't at all. And so, put more of that on the back burner. Yeah, just just you know what I mean. Like push it push it to the background. Hey, Diane." we we loved you but let's you got it we're gonna we're gonna kind of sunset you right um you know i i guess with what you said about the the redhead woman who eventually be, changes her name from nora to victoria right i guess that needs to kind of stick around yeah. um but i guess it, it loop all that better together with her and um 
and uh, uh, Hero, you know, yeah. make that, I guess, a tighter knit story over there. Um, and even and, and, and even with Sam, like whatever, whatever aspect of the Sam story is still going on. Uh, keep that going. Sam needs to have a story. Right. I think like. Right. Like eventually they he kind of doesn't. And I wonder if that's just like, again, the idea of just introducing something to say that you've introduced it as opposed to having a, a end goal with it. But maybe given time, they would have done something with like there's something to say at the end of of his arc and stuff. Um, uh, I I agree with you with the Yurik thing. He needs to be recharacterized. Uh, uh, to show that he is capable. Maybe it's he has a come to Jesus moment when he's near death. And after that, he's like, you know, straight laced. And I still want the jokes and all that kind of stuff. But he needs to be more jokey and less like whiny. Uh, it feels like uh, sometimes yes. it seemed like he was mm -hmm. just whining more so than making a clever, uh, a clever statement. Um, I think you like you said, you can probably combine plots to get rid of them quicker, you know, get uh, if you need to. And I get the idea that probably when you pitch this show and you say there's only one guy that maybe, you know, casting and even the showrunner will go, well, then we got to cast a bunch of women then. You know, we have to create a bunch of um, interesting characters. If we only have one guy to work with, then we need to make sure that the other half of that cast is is humongous but the thing is look at mandalorian right like that's just one yep. guy walking around yeah and i still yep. not gotten bored of that like nope. <laughs> um no, one know. guy one guy walking around barely talking yeah you know and like that it, it works you know just understand what worked about the source material um use the other you know we are living in unprecedented times so if you want to use some of that use some of that but but also remember what worked about the original why it won an Eisner Award and stuff and moving forward, hopefully, hopefully we can resurrect this. Um, I feel bad, uh, bad for Brian, you know, like he's really wanted this to be afloat for quite yeah. some time. So uh, here's hoping that it gets a second, a second life here on this. Um, but that's, that's all I got on why anything else you got? Um, guys, give it a shot. <laughs> Um, despite despite the crit the critiques, I still find that there's still a lot more positive about the show than the negative. Even though yeah. it, <laughs> the biggest negative is is the the main male character, <laughs> right? Um, if you're if if you're someone who doesn't know the source material, I think you'll very much enjoy it. Um, there's a lot of message and heart within this series, and I feel like this is a story that needs to at least uh, get told and given a chance to breathe a bit more yeah I mean, it asks it questions of you that you may have not ever asked yourself so i think that that's important yeah so give it give it a shot um but if it does get canceled and never gets resurrected please go pick up the trade paperbacks it's only it's only i think a nine or ten volumes and yeah. it's some of the best written stuff um, it comes it, that you'll it, probably ever read you read it in a clip it's just the way it's written and the way it's laid out. It's 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 a pretty easy read. Um, like the characters are compelling. The 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 dialogue is short and punchy. There's not like these, you know, walls of text where you get sometimes with these books where you're like, oh no. my god, where did I no. stop reading? <laughs> it's it's really it's, it's uh, very it's easy to digest. And the last episode just aired two weeks ago. Two weeks ago today. So yeah, isn't that crazy? Yeah. All gone. All gone. Uh, by the grace of God, though, we 
aren't all gone. We have over 200 episodes of this podcast available at comicbookclick.com and available wherever podcasts are found. That's Podbean, Stitcher, Podcast Addict, the Apple Podcast app, TuneFind, YouTube, Spotify, uh, wherever podcasts exist, we exist. Uh, if you want to check, if you want proof of that, type in Major Issues Podcast in Google. We'll be the first ones to pop right up. We're doing a lot of cool things over at comicbookclick.com, including our Superman and Lois reaction series, which is coming to a close. I think that we have the last three episodes coming up soon. Um, and those episodes actually come out early for those who choose to help us out on our Patreon at patreon.com slash CBC Clubhouse. And for as little as $3 a day, 10 cents, I'm oh, sorry, $3 a month, 10 cents a day, you can help support us as we try new ventures in all of this content creation that we do basically free of charge. Any kind of support helps. Uh, we got a handful of supporters right now, and they're currently covering our podcast fees you know that it costs money to get all this stuff out across all of the platforms that we do and we do it tirelessly and we have been doing it tirelessly for over 200 weeks it's easily the most discipline i've ever had on anything <laughs> it's this podcast so uh if you guys are digging what we're doing and digging the content every single week go ahead and consider uh, becoming a patron you can also purchase our merchandise if you go to comicbookclick.com, you can hit that shop CBC link. It'll take you to our T Public, where we have original designs by yours truly. Consider picking up a shirt if you want to support, because that way we you still give us money, but now you get something in return. You get to walk around with a super cool shirt, uh, one of a kind designs, and all that jazz. Um, we want to hear from you guys. Did you guys see Why the Last Man? Let me know what you think of it. Uh, what's your favorite volume of the series? Let us know by going to facebook.com slash comic book click, Instagram at comic book click, or you can use the hashtag comic book click to talk about the newest, hottest, latest, and greatest things to come to comic books and comic book media. I've been to the future. Uh, we Both the Y and the X chromosomes are there. Don't worry about it. It's all good there. But we do become the latest and greatest thing to come to comic books and comic book media. I just can't tell you how we do it because it'll mess up the timeline. If I do, maybe then... <laughs> Maybe then all the Y chromosome people will not be on this earth anymore. We don't want that. So just uh, consider my my uh, word to be bond. Get on the bandwagon before the bandwagon becomes full. And join us next week where we will be tackling Stargirl Season 2. Uh, it's good stuff happening over there at Stargirl, JSA, and all that jazz. So I'm excited to talk about that. But I'm hoping that the, uh, you guys give this a shot, and I hope that – freaking networks give this a shot um but that's all i got this week my name is george serrano aka the don and i am alex aka b rope and this has been our why the last man season one recap and review with a little bit of a comic book conversation about its differences and remember whether or not you are the kind of woman who hates all men or the kind of woman who loves all men where you're the kind of guy who can get out of a pair of handcuffs or just likes to hang out with some monkeys from time to time remember that all love is love remember that we are much better when we put aside our differences and come together and remember that maybe why the last man deserves a second chance but more importantly that you yes you are worthy 